Welcome everyone to Pizza Roundtable, part of the Pizza Club Network, where we host some of the biggest movers and shakers in the pizza industry. Uh, you're here tonight for Pizza Roundtable, where we get to talk about some of the biggest pizza news of the week. Uh, I'll be your host, Will Duma, and I'm joined by my host, Jim Mumford. Jim is both a cookbook author and a writing contributor for the media publication Inside Hook. Jim, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, man. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you as well. How are you doing? Good. Happy to uh, get into it and uh, start getting into all the all the pizza fun. We got we got a big night ahead of us. <laughs> awesome. I'm looking forward to it, dude. And I agree. There are a lot of articles to talk about tonight. So uh, let me kick things off first, and I'll start sharing away here. So our first article up tonight. This one I grabbed uh, only because it's, I'm always happy to talk about celebrities and their their pizza connections or, <laughs> or pizza obsessions, whatever it may be. Um, this one is from um, US Magazine, and it is Beyonce is a pizza-eating queen, a VIP guide to the singer's favorite New York City restaurants. So, Jim, what do we think, man? Pizza and celebrities in general, buddy. Do we care what celebrities think about pizza? Or are some of them on, some of them off? Or is it all just yeah. hype and nothingness? I, I think it's somewhere in between, right? I mean, I, I get celebrities love pizza who, who wouldn't, but do I really care where Beyonce eats? No. Uh, would I pay <laughs> her a lot of money to eat at my restaurant if I wanted free, you know, good pub? Absolutely, right? Um, so, you know, kudos to the, the restaurant's name because I'm sure they're going to have a, a line out the door hoping to, hoping to see Beyonce, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And so listen to that point, let's talk quickly about some of them that she did list. So one of my favorites actually comes up here at the top, which is Lucali. I do love this pizzeria. I'm a big fan. Um, so top of, top of her list there. Um, we've got Frankie Sp um, Spuntino. We've got Pasquale Jones. Um, I haven't been to Pasquale, to tell you the truth, but I've, I've come, I've walked buy it actually multiple times before and i really want to go in and i also hear they do a pretty cool pasta program so i'm, I'm definitely down to check it out uh we've Absolutely. got bar pitti uh and then bar pitti rounds out the list p-i-t-t-i -T -T -I. so i don't know i'm down for i, I think lucali's a good a good feature in there i'm always a fan of, of having pizza there for for sure so i mean that one that one hits for me i don't know about all the others but <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like a proper can't, list maybe a little curious how, how the list was generated right if they asked her or what but yeah it, the, you know it, it didn't have you know sparrow on there so i'm sure it's it's okay right it's been vetted <laughs> so he's a good it's a good i guess it's a good proxy right depending upon are we getting fast food chain pizza or like a quality <laughs> name out there well fun fact right. I think the article does reference actually i think jay-z used to have um the chef from pasquale jones as his personal chef at one point in time so mm. i'm assuming they became pretty accustomed to the food that would not be be that would not be a bad gig in my opinion no, for for either, honestly, <laughs> really. Absolutely, absolutely. Either way, yeah. right? Um, so let's chat. Let's move on. Let's talk about uh, pizza ovens and coming up into the holiday season. So this yeah. one is out of Fast Company. I'll share this one quickly. Inside the blistering fight to sell you a home pizza oven this Christmas. So, Jim, on the list. Uni, Gazni, and Solo are three of the leading brands defining the searing home pizza market. Which one speaks to you, says a lot about you? So I'm interested, <laughs> where do we start on this one? I mean, first, let's think about it this way. The three that are listed here, do these kind of fit the three, I mean, top ones that you hear about? Or do you think someone distinctly might have been missed from this list? 
I, I, I think it's fine, right? I mean, Uni's still kind of the king. They were the first. Um, Gosling and Solo, good. You know, I know, you know, Ninja's come out with one. Everyone's kind of the tr- trying to come out with one. But I, I think the list is is certainly fair. Um, you could you could probably name six as well as you could name three, um, which is good, right? Competition means uh, higher quality and lower prices for us. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you there on that one. It, it's true, and I think you know they do they do highlight here, which I'll pull up here quickly first. You know, the innovator launched in 2012 as a Kickstarter by married couple uh, Darina Garland and uh, Christina Tapanyaho. Uni is widely credited with launching the outdoor pizza oven market in the accessible sub $500 pizza range. And so, I will say I still hear so much all the time from from Uni, and I don't know if that's just maybe who we get involved with, like within the club, and everyone's maybe kind of had used Unis for a while and have come to it. But I do see a ton as well of, of Rock Flocks um, users as well. I'm, I'm really obsessed with trying to get one of these vaults. I'm not gonna lie, Same. but Solo, Solo, I don't know. That's just the one for me. I think that I'm not as familiar with and and know their offering. Um, I do know them from like a home, like from a literally outdoor fire pit strategy for sure. Um, you know? Yeah. Um, so a couple comments. So yeah, I've been an uni guy back when it was spelled U U N I, right? I mean, I was, I'm an OG. Um, I think I have three, um, big fans solo. I like, I was able to, uh, the C1 fired up a couple weeks ago. Um, great, great quality product, just like their stoves, very sturdy, uh, very, very hot, um, so again, coming at less from a culinary angle and more of a campfire angle, but you know, yeah. it, it's quality and it's it's definitely hopefully Sam brings me one under the tree if the, the vault doesn't happen because <laughs> I, I, I really liked it. I was uh definitely impressed. So when you first saw this come out, um I'm interested if you thought the same way as me. I remember like maybe it was a year and a half ago or something like that. I remember like the news broke and I was like wow someone finally just like extended the solo stove and put a live like kind of fire pit on top or pizza pit up on top right and that wasn't the case it was a complete standalone offering which i just thought was unique out of the gate i was just like something about that seemed like such to me at the time and i'm I'm, I'm obviously wrong right like a no-brainer like hey man like extend the stack put the oven on top like you know what i mean and call it and call it that way but it seems like they're being quite successful in operating just as they they intended to instead of that offering absolutely yeah i'm sure there's a reason right some fire hazard or some chimney if i i don't know but yeah what i thought a couple of weeks ago and what it was was definitely 180 um yep. you know again i expected a solo stove add-on which hey if you're listening solo here's your opportunity make the add-on something bolt-on for all of us and there's your uh, there's 2024's uh, next big thing, right? <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's pretty cool. I mean, any Thanks. comments to to the part here around like social media aspects of it? Because I know when when we think about it, and I'll, I'll note here the kind of the the article highlights a little bit about like for Gosney personality uh, founded in 2010. Gosney began in the UK as a commercial pizza oven maker before launching its first portable outdoor oven, the Rockbox, in 2016. It's pretty much a namesake brand. I mean, I know they've got a lot of play and a lot of marketing behind them um, as well. Any thoughts on like who you see on a Rockbox yeah. side or, or or the Gossi side and who you see on the Uni side? And and I don't know if Solo Stove still have the same kind of appeal. It seems more like as opposed to like celebrity tarking or like pizza aficionados or pizza industry professionals. Solo seems a bit more not not going that direction. But give me your thoughts around that. More, more yeah, tailored to like the right. home, on home pizza maker in general, right? Without the like endorsement component. 
Absolutely. I mean, Solo comes at from like the campfire, the the kind of woodsy, outdoorsy angle, right? Where I think yeah. Uni went hard in the paint for the ambassador program, right? A lot of us in the Pizza Club are, you know, ambassadors. And, and you know, others turn to go the celebrity route, which again is kind of brilliant, right? So I think each of them kind of carved out their own marketing niche, which is brilliant, right? Um, you know, Solo's not going to yeah. compete um, with the others. So, so come at it from your angle, right? Try to get your existing base, just how they kind of all have. So, um, kind of smart, you know, just kind of thinking by, as we talk, how each one's kind of, all right, I'm going to take this demographic. This is how, who I'm going yeah. to target. Right. And kind of each kind of take their own and the lens of the article kind of says the personality about you probably because of how you've been targeted, um, of what you're trying yeah. to buy. Fair, fair point, fair point to that one. There could be some some part of that in that for for sure. So all right, cool. Well listen, I'm I'm hoping the best for you that Santa brings you a volt um this Christmas. I, I hope the same. I don't see that happening, but you never know no. I'm not losing hope. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's too too early in the season to lose hope. Uh but you know, come come the twenty sixth, I might be begging Uni for at least a coupon code or something. So <laughs> That and that will stay tuned. Well, listen, talking about about saving money or the cost of a pizza oven, how about the cost of pizza? So, yeah. in general, this latest one coming up here from the takeout. Um, I, and honestly, I, I love a lot of the articles at the takeout. Uh, Absolutely, I feel like I feel like they hit um, they hit pretty good, especially for our show here. Uh, how much should a pizza cost? Both high quality restaurant pizza and delivery pizza cost more now. But is a $30 pie fair? So I don't know. Um, this one, I'll, I'll dig into the article for a second. But I mean, I'll just take for you headline take, you know, price of pizza. Mm -hmm. Do you hear people talking about it a lot still? Do you feel this is kind of maybe kind of risen? We're all feeling higher prices of everything and pizza is getting lost in the shuffle. Or do you think there's a distinctness that people are like, dang, that, that pie costs a lot more than I thought it was going to? I think there's a little more sticker shock, right? Pizza's always been kind of the the lower cost food, even if it's not, you know, outside of fast food, it's always the, ah, let's just get a pizza, right? The default. Um, but I, I do kind of see it, right? When your default pie is 30 bucks plus, 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 um, not that that's wrong, right? Because if you look at food costs, you know, I, I know pizzerias are making less now than they ever have. So I, not to steal from the article, I don't fault them, but I do see those sticker shock more and more, um, as uh as food costs really start to skyrocket continue to skyrocket yeah yeah that's fair and and I'll, I'll highlight here then from from the article as well so danny palumbo was the author for for this one from the takeout um kind of comparing some of the popular pizzas that would say in la where the base secret pizza uh dubbed the best pizza in la by food times critic bill addison 2022 26 dollars for its plain that's an east coast uh, 18 inch pie um and then Pizza Bianco, right? We're talking about Chris Bianco, $23 yeah. for a margarita. You know, secret pizza, $4 toppings. Uh, Bianco, $7 toppings, right? But I think one of the other names, too, and I'm not sure if you've heard about him as much, Quarter Sheets, to me, seems to be, like, <laughs> killing, it in the, killing it in LA. I've heard so much about, like, Same. people getting in there. And some, and some of their offerings just seem so cool, dude. If I hit LA, I'm absolutely going to check it out. Um, but the pizza there, $29 to $36, even up to $40 for a large pie, um, but selling squares for $5, uh, you know, $5 a square on top of it. 
I mean, these are these are pricey items, and I think the author gives a good comparison here when talking about. And this is what I'm intrigued to hear about for your area, comparing someone from the chain side, right? So these are these are craft experiences, I'd say, for for the guys that have just been listed, right, from a pizza experience, absolutely. So if we think about someone from the chain sphere, you know, a Domino's large 14 inch ultimate pepperoni pizza, 21.99. Uh, that felt a little high for me. I felt like there's probably some that are that are cheaper, maybe just to make a relative comparison. They kind of distinctly chose maybe one of the more artisanal offers than the, the special than the special that's just out there daily. But I don't know, man, what do you, what do you think from, from the kind of comparisons given here? Yeah. I mean, it's fair. You know, I, I live in Western Michigan and I did some comparison and yeah, you're not that far off where the artisanal pie is probably only five, six, seven more than, you know, your, your do comparable dominoes. And, you know, I did the math, even making your own pizza still is going to be 15, $20, depending on toppings. So Again, it's not that, you know, the, the restaurants are trying to gouge you. I think the food costs are just so high everywhere that the margins are small. If you make your own, go fast food, it almost uh, doesn't matter, unfortunately. So in that case, honestly, go for it, right? If, you know, get the artisanal pie, you know, make your own, do your own thing. Um, you know, I hate to say shy away from the fast food, you know, pizzas, but you kind of do the math. And I think the quality is really worth the little bit extra. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you uh, on that one. And I think that's one of the parts here that they highlight as well. Uh, so I'll quote from a customer appreciate customers appreciate good pizza more than ever. And so I know this is one of the one of the distinct nuances that come up here when we talk to some pizza makers, right? Especially people that are, let's say, out of your major metropolitan areas, for the most part, that are trying to bring that like unique, unique artisanal experience outwards right and get people to kind of think a little bit differently about pizza i think it's a challenge of pizza in general right it's like hey yeah. this is a craft product and it's going to cost more so i wonder how this dynamic looks different when you're in you know inner city right somewhere really really uh you know heavily urbanized versus when you're out kind of more in, more in the boonies <laughs> if you're going to get that same feel for for the pizza that's there <laughs> yeah i mean i you know i did comparison some of the fast casual restaurants your, your applebee's your red robin you start doing the math and pizza is still the lower cost option even the artisanal right so even at the 30 35 dollars if you really do it out so i i think you know the the tide has risen everywhere and you know i like I said, I, I get why pizza is more popular than ever. Cause if you're going to invest, let's go get something artisanal and, you know, kind of out there. Um, why not? Right. If you're going to spend the money. I'm with you, man. I, I support you wholeheartedly in that one. Might as well get the good stuff if you're going to get something. Right. So okay. why not? All right. Well, listen, let's, let's shift to some, some final times for, for a minute. So I think this one, this one, not often a, a publication that we're quoting here. I'm not going to lie. This one is out of car and driver for this one. So history's wildest pizza delivery vehicle is up for auction on bring a trailer. The Triton A2 was envisioned as a bold and visionary way to whisk hot bubbling Domino's pies to hungry customers. So first off, let me start off, man. Sweet looking ride. I would totally Sorry. be down to <laughs> one of these <laughs> or just rent it for the day. I mean, like, dude, this thing looks sleek. It looks like a rocket. I mean, that, that's going to get you your pizza in about three minutes. It might cut through some neighborhoods while doing it, but that, that thing, look, that thing, it looks like they, you know, took some sort of uh, NASA, you know, lander and just said, you know, let's, let's deliver pizzas with it. It looks <laughs> sweet. 
Dude, I mean, it, it really does look good. But also, I'll, I'll note just for general for reference, guys, the Triton, a three-wheeled contraption, was uh, was cutting-edge pizza delivery technology in the 1980s. Only 10 of these were ever, ever made, each with a slippery drag coefficient and an aerospace engineering origin story. This non-running example will need a powertrain if it is to achieve mm-hmm. a pizza-delivering dream. However... So I will quote though from this article, dude. I didn't know this at all. So when they started, they started making these things. And Jim, I think you'll appreciate this. There's, they had like a farm tractor engine, and this thing took sixty three point two seconds to get up to sixty miles per hour. Okay, but there was a, and only for I think you got, there's an, uh, a coefficient drag ratio of point one three five and a thrifty seventy five miles per gallon at fifty miles per hour. So well, that was interesting. Listen, yeah. they updated it to a to a thirty horsepower forty four hundred forty cc rotary engine, and suddenly it became a zippy item. These things used to sell for fifteen thousand dollars back in the day. I can only imagine what these things are going to go for now at auction because this, like we said. This is a badass looking uh looking pizza delivery vehicle. And kudos for Domino's. We talk about them every week, but doing something different since the eighties. I mean, right? There's nothing more <laughs> Michigan than Domino's engineering a car like this to deliver pizza. I mean, that is that is just so on brand for everybody. <laughs> I wonder where do the, where do you think the pies went in this bad boy? Was it like popped up behind that back seat? Is my yes. is my only guesstimate on it? Or I, I I don't or the poor driver holds it and they're like I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, I can't imagine there's a lot of, a lot of leg room in there. But no, no, <laughs> I think this was like a one pie, built for like a one pie. You hold it on your lap, and this guy just puts the pedal to the metal and gives it to you. Is the only experience that I can imagine. <laughs> in a tractor engine that's awesome <laughs> i mean it, you know, it is funny though if you think about you know electric vehicles and how far they've come in a small space I, you could probably design something very similar today that uh could probably be pretty fun absolutely i i, I totally think so um I mean, listen, we saw um, last time, right, the, was it that Domino's vehicle or that e-bike that looked like right. pretty badass? Um, looked sweet. And that thing, that thing looked, that thing looked aggressive. I'm told, I'm all these Domino vehicles, man. I think, I wonder, this is going to be a research question while, when we're off here. Is there like a Domino's vehicle, like museum or someone should start one adjacent to like the pizza museum? I think it would be pretty cool. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I bet you there are some you know, pretty interesting <laughs> creations that would come up over time for stuff like this, right? I have someone I will ask offline, and next week I'll report back. I've got, I've ah, got a guy. Nice, man. <laughs> nice, nice. You got a guy. I love it. Perfect, dude. Um, all right, uh, let's 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 keep on going down the chain. I'm thinking thinking about the holidays here. Um, this one out of uh, NBC Chicago as we yeah. get into the Christmas season. Um, this is uh, Suburban <laughs> Pizza Joint. Um, hold on, let me grab this one. Suburban Pizza Joint tra- uh, transforms into Little Nero's Pizza uh, from Home Alone. If you are familiar with this at all, anyone who's ever seen Home Alone, Little Nero's Pizza is the famous pizza reference <laughs> in this for pizza <laughs> delivery for Kevin. I thought it was a cool idea, man. So this is like a pop-up that, that they're doing, Little Nero's Pizza Shop. Uh, I'm surprised that 
no one's like had this before. We haven't heard about it or anyone kind of pick it up on this trend. In addition to pizza, they're doing the uh, fried chicken and mac and cheese, toasted ravioli, among other items. Uh, there's also some specialty cocktail drinks called the, the, the Wet Bandits, Hot Chocolate, the Uncle Frank. I mean, this sounds fun, man. What do you think about this? Yeah, I, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. So, so Easy Street is a great pizza place in itself. Um, good for them. It's having fun with it. Having fun with uh, kind of, you know, the Home Alone theme, which I feel like has had a renaissance again. You know, people like like you and I who watch it growing up, now we're introducing our kids to the, the movies. So yeah. I, I I love it and good for them for kind of getting the pop up and again, finding a way to kind of make themselves out there. So I, I, I think it's great. And I, I hope I can check out this holiday season. Wow. I love it. Awesome, man. Yeah. I'm just surprised that no one, no one else made a, made the pun beforehand. Um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I haven't seen it or anything. I feel like it was a good connection. Like you, that, that it's just a class a classic movie scene, right? By default. Absolutely. General, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Well, and I was. Oh, what I was going to ask. I forgot, man. Are you familiar with the area um, out there? Very. Yeah. Okay. Very. What's the what's the what's that area like in in general for them there, on Easy uh, Street? It, it it's. I mean, it's it's very suburban, right? The whole area is. Okay. You're you're pretty far out of Chicago. Um, you're suburban, kind of by the O'Hare area. So, but definitely, you know, a place where kind of a destination. Uh, that you could go okay. to get off the blue line. So, yeah, I, I think Park Ridge is a, a really great way, a great place to to kind of have something like that. It's definitely not downtown. Um, it, it It's more out there, closer to where, you know, Home Alone was supposed to take place. Oh, okay. All right, cool. All right. Nice. I like it. All right. So, listen, let's let's shift from Chicago to another pizza, pizza mecca, and let's head back to New York. So, this one, or New York, New Jersey in general, right? Um, so this one, another publication again, I'm not wrong, all of these quoting, ESPN.com, bring this one up. Uh, Pizzeria cancels Tommy DeVito event over QB's appearance fee. So if you guys are familiar at all, Tommy DeVito, quarterback, or, or Tommy Gutlitz, the quarterback of the New York Giants right now, due, due to a couple injuries along the way, uh, was going to appear at a really famous pizzeria that we've all heard of recently is Coniglio's. Um, so apparently... Looks like there is an event charge for Tommy to appear that his agent was set up to be $10,000 to appear on a Tuesday, sign upwards of 250 autographs, and spend two hours there. Apparently, after what's quoted before, after a good performance against the Packers, the fee magically went up to $20,000. And then, all of a sudden, the event was canceled. Um, I'll leave it there, and we'll finish the story in a second. But Jim, what do you think about this? Celebrity appearances, Tommy Cutlets coming, do we need him at Coniglio? What do you think about this story, man? I had no issue with Tommy DeVito until he beat my Packers, uh, embarrassed them on national <laughs> television. So uh, <laughs> it was, it's fun. The whole thing is fun and good for him being a neighborhood boy, and I understand kind of what he uh, what it means out there, right? Um, doubling the fees seems a little, little aggressive, but – I mm -hmm. guess right. It's your fifteen minutes and fourteen are up. You take take advantage, and um, I, I guess it's just business. Um, if it was Beyonce, she probably you know charge more than he did. So I, I guess it's all relative. But I don't know. That's a I, fair point. It, it twenty grand seems like a lot for two hours, but I, I guess it it's him to offer it and up to the pizzeria to accept it, right? That's fair. So in that in that sense, you know, Coniglios did make a public, you know, put out a statement on I think his Instagram or, or what media platform it was. They're like, hey, unfortunately, you know, Tommy won't be coming. We're not able to you know, meet the fee for this. But at the end of the day, Tommy did end up showing up 
to the restaurant, hung out. I don't know if it was completely as planned, but they've got a couple of pics of him on, on um, social that he was there. So I think he was kind of quoted that he heard about it and just said, I'm going to go. So I'm, I'm, that's pretty cool, man. Maybe, you know, it was a dispute with the yeah. agent or whatever it was. It looks like he came through at the end of the day, ended up showing up. So that's pretty cool, man. Good yeah, I, I respect it. Right? He, he clearly made it right. You know, there's probably a couple people in the middle, but, you know, good for him, right? Again, neighborhood neighborhood kind of guy helping out the pizzeria. So uh, aside from what he did to my team, I, I, I do respect for, uh, for, for, for what he did making it right. And, and how fun, right? How fun to yeah. have. I've seen him on, you know, various TikToks and kind of, he, he has steered into the whole Tommy Cutlets thing. And again, you have 15 minutes, take, take advantage of each one. Dude, I'm not gonna lie, I, but like the Tommy Cutlass thing, it gets me every time, dude. Am I right, dude? I, when I see this, and I'm just like, oh my <laughs> god, dude, keep winning, man. Keep, keep, keep going. Um, all right, listen, let's let's get a little more um, back. Let's go back a little bit to some of the chain items and probably a pizzeria that we all heard about. I don't know if we've actually considered it a pizzeria or not. So I'm interested in your experience. If you, <laughs> what do you think of this place? This one from uh, restaurant business. This is the Chuck E. Cheese menu grows up. Parents who bring their kids to the entertainment concepts have to eat too. And now there's more pizza wings, meatballs, and desserts geared to grown-up taste. So, Tim, I'll start there, buddy. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese is there. Was this a, a staple for you? Was this always like the thing you went to? Or is this the one like you always heard about but never actually went to? And did you ever have the pizza there or even try it? Yeah, so, I mean, two distinct memories, right? I remember I had, like, an eighth birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. It was great, right? The animatronics. But, you know, my, my I have a six-year-old daughter, and she had, um, you know, a birthday party I took her to at Chuck E. Cheese a couple couple weeks ago. And, you know, it was it kind of exactly like I remember updated. I tried the pizza, right? And okay, it, was, it wasn't as bad as I expected, right? Pasquale makes a perfectly passable pie for kids. Right. And okay. when I say okay. for kids, you, you got to know what that means. Right. It's, you know, pretty sweet. It's pretty basic. Mm -hmm. But listen, it for what I expected much worse. Yeah. They were making them back. It wasn't frozen. Right. It wasn't. They just weren't, you know, slinging, slinging Jack's pizza out there like it was a pie they made. So good on them to realize, hey, parents need to eat, too. They probably don't want the same kind of pizza and offerings. And hey, yeah, you know, if the parents are eating, they're going to stay longer. You know, there, there's a stay time thing. So I think it's long, definitely long overdue because they do have a full pizza kitchen, right? This isn't a, a heat and serve kind of place. So uh, smart by them. Um, they, they're probably kicking themselves. They didn't do it when they were Pasquale's during the during the pandemic, right? A couple yeah, of years ago, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think got got all of us at one time. So, oh, we have a new pizza place in town. No, no you don't. But uh, um, I, I think it's smart and it's smart and long overdue because the uh, trust me, the the normal Chuck E. Cheese pie is daughter loved it. It was a little better than I expected, but still not something I'm going to gonna go on my way for. That's fair. Yeah, I'll highlight some of some of the recent additions to it that they're talking about on the adult side of the are the spicy Hawaiian topped with sweet chili sauce, shredded moss and cheddar, ham, pineapple and jalapenos. The signature meatball pie actually comes with a fresh spinach. Uh, I quote, a vegetable many five-year-olds wouldn't dare to touch. <laughs> Good reference here. For the meatballs, there's spicy Korean barbecue, buffalo BBQ, and sweet chili. So it looks like we're definitely getting a lot more unique, maybe non-kid-friendly flavors in that respect, especially then when you talk about some of the wings they have. We're going lemon, pepper, and chili lime. So 
a lot of a lot of a lot of flavors that are you know due to definitely pop in here that are not as kid friendly. Um, so cool. I'm interested to see see where it goes. Yeah. Um, but interesting, you reference you reference Pasquale's as we as we talk about that because I, I think in in kind of tangential to that, which I think a lot of us probably didn't know before, is that the uh, restaurant business quotes here early this year. The company behind it, CEC, rebranded sister concept Peter Piper Pizza to Peter Piper Pizzeria to move it out of the regional markets and differentiate it from Chuck E. Cheese as well. So another interesting, I didn't know that they were they were part of that, that was part of them either. Um, yeah, I, that one. I, I didn't either. I remember, Pasquale, I remember coming up and launching there for sure. <laughs> I, I, it, guys, I remember, you know, oh, new pizza place, you know, we'll try it, right? And it's like, this, this is familiar, but this isn't. And then, you know, we started figuring out what all the ghost kitchens were doing and all that. So, I, I, let's, I think it's a really good move. And, you know, if it increases state time, kids play more, you know, more arcades, more tickets, more fun. Um, I, yeah. I really, I really think this is uh this is a smart move by them. Yeah. All right. The interesting, the last interesting fact, because you mentioned that you were, you headed to a birthday there. So there's 600 Chuck E. Cheese locations in general, and they quote themselves as doing over 500,000 birthday parties a year. That is a lot of I, birthday parties. Uh, we were there. I think there were like twelve going on at once. I mean, they that's what they do. It was overwhelming. <laughs> I I still have a headache. There's not enough Advil in the world to get through one of those. But again, all the kids were smiling. I guess that's all that matters, right? But maybe if I had some honey barbecue meatballs and some you know chili lime wings, it would have been a little more palatable. And you know, m- m- maybe a couple beers on draft would also help. But that. It's probably away from their brand. That's fair. Fair point. Um, well, listen, if you, as we think about this now, let's Jim, let's say you bring, you brought home your Chuck E. Cheese pizza, right? Cause you were just, you're like, Hey man, like I, I really love this Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Let's see what Delish says about that. Can you eat pizza that's been left out overnight? So Jim, you left that, that precious Chuck E. Cheese pizza in the car. Dang, I forgot it. Finally find it the next morning. What do we think, Tim? Is that pizza still edible or not? So I've done it. We've all done it. But, you know, knowing what I know now, you know, spending time in the chemical engineering business, I know what happens to that pizza <laughs> when it's laid out. Um, I say we've done it. But, I, you know, this article's going to say you really need to get that in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely right. So quoted from the article, it's starting to break the news, but pizza should absolutely not be stored at room temperature overnight. In fact, it shouldn't even spend more than a few hours on the counter. The temperature range of 40 to 140 degrees is widely known as the temperature danger zone, aka the climate where bacteria can die, can thrive. So everyone, do not leave your pizza out all overnight, according to Delish. I know we've been there, but all we gotta put you got to put it in the fridge. You can eat it cold, right? Are you down for cold yep. pizza, Jim, or no? All day. All day. Best breakfast okay. in the world. All right. And, and, I'm, and with I, you, I, I'm with you on that one. I will say kind of in defense, there are a lot of factors. The pizza is not as bad as other things. Um, so it's not the worst thing you could leave out overnight. Um, but it it uh, it's really, really not good. It's the the bread the dough actually is uh almost as bad as anything you wouldn't think but it is nope absolutely i'm i'm with you on that one um that's for sure 
All right, well, listen, we got, I think we got two more quick ones to talk about that I think are interesting. So this is something that we've, we've brought up a couple times, just particularly okay. when you and I have been, been talking as well. Um, so this one was quoted out of, out of PMQ this week. Um, let me grab that one. And the title of the article is Why Gas Station Pizza is Your Next Big Competitor. So I know we've been talking about Wawa, we've talked yeah. about Casey's, and I think we've quoted before Casey's saying it's like the number five pizza company in the U.S. Yeah. just based on the locations, how much pizza they're doing. So I don't know. What are you? Are you seeing any any like trends by you? Is like are we are we stopping more for gas station pizza coming? It is the quality is going up, and we really. I mean, we've been talking about it all the time. We're talking about the hype around Wawa and people commenting on it, and we've got everyone talking about it. So I don't know. Wait, give me your thoughts. I am seeing. There must be margins, right? They're not making them there. Some cases do assemble, I'll say, but you know, most of it I'm assuming comes in frozen. There has to be great margins to it. It is, you know, better, especially with all the pizza ovens we were talking about. It's probably something they can fire and get out a lot quicker and a lot safer than you know the hot dog rollers and the greasy taquitos, and it's probably a little more approachable. So yeah. I understand why it's so popular. Um, I also understand, right? Grab, grab a slice, two dollars. It's probably you know a little more approachable um, as well. So I'm sure, like I say, I'm sure the margins are there. I'm sure you know the they can fire them and kind of do it you know at a second. So it's probably minimal waste. So I really, I really get why a lot of gas stations are pushing it ahead of other convenience items. Yeah, and I kind of quoted here from the article, Casey sells 30 million pizzas a year, including specialty items like breakfast pizzas. <laughs> when we think about the convenience, like I said, I know I mentioned Wawa so many times, um, obviously, but Casey's up there as well. And then Hunt's Brother Pizza is another one that I've seen coming out. And also, we do forget about, too, 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven is a pizza offering. It is distinctly different, right? When you think about it that way, it's kind of the more of the under the lights kind of slice idea, right, versus maybe then a whole pie. But yeah. Unknown, I think to a lot of people, 7 Eleven does offer third party delivery, so you can do like full pies from there. So, I, I don't know if it's not something I've, I've tried before from a whole whole pie delivery from 7 Eleven, but maybe next time I comes off of my DoorDash or something, then I'll, <laughs> I'll give it a whirl just to just to compare. Yeah, I read something where if you consider each Hunt Brothers franchise a pizzeria, they have the most locations in the U.S. Uh, than any other pizzeria. Wow. Because they're in a lot of places, especially you know here in the Midwest, rural out. There's going to be a Hunts Brothers in every gas station. Hunts Brothers or a Casey's. Um, so when you think about, there isn't really pizza. You might have one local place that is the fast food pizza. That's their Domino's. That's their Pizza Hut. It starts to make a yep. little bit of sense, right? Why these places pop up again? They're cheap. They're easy. Probably only have a couple unis in back and a freezer, and that's all you need. So I, I get it. Yeah. I understand why they're why they're popular and. Casey's breakfast pizza is excellent, by the way. I it, If you've never experienced, it is so bad it's good. I, I can't put in the words how wonderful that pizza is. Oh, nice. All right. Dude, that's going to be a stop for me definitely next time I'm, I'm driving down the East Coast for sure. And that, that's what I was going to reference for, for Hunts Brothers. I've seen a lot of them kind of distinctively off of like um, – Eastern, you know, seaboard, um, mm -hmm. you know, kind of, kind of stops along the 95 or whatever it might be along the way. So, um, cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Listen, last one real quick, um, that I think of interest and I've got two, I got two or three ones that I haven't told you about that I think you're going to enjoy Ooh. talking about some nostalgia, but this one, um, off of eater, um, 
This is 2023, the year uh, of Houston's pizza renaissance. So I'm interested in if you have any connection to Houston or know anything about the scene. We definitely talked about a few of these articles coming up, which was uh, one, of the, one of the few here was Nono Stanley Pizza Tavern, um, which we talked about. I know uh, Pastori Elro mm-hmm. also came up with a Gold Tooth Tony's, just the distinctive name. I remember seeing the ads for it and talking about <laughs> it on the show as well and see what that offering is going to be there. Just like so catchy and clicky. And I was like, damn, Gold Tooth Tony's. I will never forget that. I'm intrigued to see so it made the list as well. But I don't know. Any any thoughts for, for Houston? Any, any connection to it or, or pizza scene down there? Yeah, I, I've spent a little bit of time in Houston. Um, not a pizza city like a lot of the ones we talk about, but I do distinctly remember mm-hmm. a couple places having unique kind of grilled pizzas. And they're not grilled like a California pizza, but you know they do because having a pizza oven on twenty four seven in that heat is just unbearable. So a lot of them will literally sure. just fire up you know charcoal grills and grill out pizza and had kind of a oily in a good way kind of um, texture to it. Um, so very unique, mm-hmm. um, not something I think I'd go out of the way for or put in a cookbook, but they did kind of have their own Texas flair to it. Um, so it, it's interesting to see that, you know, Houston's kind of coming back because, uh, you know, big city, a lot of opportunity um, and curious to see kind of what that and all these styles evolve into. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I know you you always know everything, honestly, dude, about regional styles. So, I mean, if we think just Houston in general, and I would encourage everyone to take a look at this, the, the Houston Eater article, Sorry. honestly. It was, it was a fun read to kind of learn a bit more about some of the some of the pizzerias out there. We can't highlight all of them now. But in general, Jim, is there a pizza style that's distinctive? I think it's it's kind of per se, no, but I don't know. Where, do, we, do they lean towards one direction of, like, where, where you think they would slide? Like, did they go east? Did they go west? <laughs> like, do I think Texas is a pizza item just in general? Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they lean any one way. Um, you know, talking to people again, you know, having, have a pizza oven on all the time in Chicago, isn't that big of a deal most days down there. It is right. Um, you know, those kitchens can get up to, you know, uninhabitable very quick. So I think that kind of prohibits having a lot of experimentation and a lot of, you know, the necessity. Plus, if you just look at the, you know, Italian heritage that some of the Northern cities have versus Houston, I don't think they're going to have one style or another. Uh, but, you know, it, definitely interesting to see how, you know, the, the grilled style kind of morphs, especially with all the Tex-Mex flares and you know, all the kind of the Mexican versions of pizza tostadas and kind of their, their analogs, how those kind of come into one style. I can see that happening here yeah. um, in the short term, and that could be really interesting. Okay. All right. Awesome. Um, oh, I appreciate the insight, buddy, as, as always. Um, all right. So listen, Jim, we haven't done a lot of these before, but we're going to do it now. So get ready, man. So we, it's 2023. I'm happy to talk about a few of the articles that we were talking about last year in 2022 at this time. And even as far back since we've been on doing this now in 2021, at this time, we've been on. First, first one up that, that, that comes up on here being this one came from Frillist. This was a promotion last year, just around this time. So this one uh, was, if another pizza disappointed, Little Caesars will give you a $6 Detroit-style pizza. So essentially, all you had to go in was let them know that, like, hey, I tried a pizza from here, bring a receipt, and they will give you a $6 pie promoting their Detroit-style pizza. Seemed like a pretty interesting kind of play at the time. Absolutely, right? Love it. Um, Yeah. I think that was a fun one for for sure. 
Absolutely. I, I don't remember that. I think that was like it lasted for a week and then gone. Right. It was long yeah, enough to say long. they did. It wasn't but... long. It was fast. It was fast. Right. Absolutely. Um, at this, at the same time in December last year, this one from people.com, we were talking about how Courtney Cox jokes, how she eats her New York style pizza. This one caught a lot of attention. <laughs> she was playing around with this one. Apparently she, she quoted herself. I know she's not from New York, but quoted herself then being as like, I am a New Yorker. At least that she spent a lot of time there now. And she was like rolling up her pizzas and eating them sideways. She, it became a big thing. She could, this article caught a lot of attention, especially on Instagram as well. People commenting that like, you would never eat anything like that. But then all of a sudden she came back with a rebuttal, like guys, I was just kidding. I don't know. This one seemed like a pretty, pretty fun one. And we were talking about Courtney for, for a long time. Um, yeah, eating your pizza I mean, this way. Beyonce wouldn't eat pizza that way. That's all I know. That's all I can I can tell you. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> um, all right, last one. Last one from 2022. Right now, this was. I think this one's actually a really cool um, article, and I'm intrigued to see how how anyone thinks about this one. Now, this one was out of Grub Street at the time. Uh, this was uh, the best pizza in the world can be found in one square mile of Williamsburg. So I thought this was a really interesting article and it highlighted a ton of pizzerias that you could essentially go on your own like kind of tour um, out there. And some of these names definitely have stuck through for me, particularly like Finney at the top of, well, definitely at the top of my pizza list, Lindustry like as well. Uh, MB Squared, you know, definitely, listen, it's like, they make a good pizza. Joe's is there, Best Pizza, Williamsburg Pizza, Leo, and then also Most General. These are great stops. This seems like it'd be such a fun little pizza tour um, to do. And like Brooks, you put this out. I thought this was great to like highlight all these restaurants in this area. And so cool to be able to showcase them off Absolutely. in this mile as well. Like that's awesome, man. Uh, it's so awesome. So I haven't seen this article, but I've done this, right? Doing yeah, yeah, research, yeah. you know, for my book. You know, I learned what grandma's style was. I learned all the, you know, different variants of what a New York slice could be. I did this and it's, it's kind of funny to see someone else point out that just the, how blessed, yeah. you know, people in that area are that they can literally get almost every style out there, you know, within a reasonable walking distance. It's, a, it's, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. Simply, honestly, it's crazy. All right. So that now listen, let's put on, let's hop in the, the, you know, teleport machine. Let's head back to 2021. This one caught a lot of attention as well because we were talking about this time, um, if you can recall, 2021, December, about pizza box shortages were a big thing. Big deal. Restaurants couldn't get, you know, even just basics like plates, silverware, napkins, knives, all the essentials, but pizza box particularly, people either like had them and were hoarding them or didn't. Um, and I'll say a lot of people in the club reference this one, particularly as an interesting, maybe waste of a pizza box only for the sheer lack of like what you needed to do. <laughs> you needed a pizza box to support this product, but is it a cool product in the same way? So this one I'm, I'm quoting here from Hyperbeast. Pizza Hut is celebrating the stuffed crust 25th anniversary with nothing but stuffed crust. So as a reminder, guys, this was an offering that they did at, in kind of celebrating the 25th anniversary of launching the stuffed crust pizza, but they were just selling the crust that was stuffed. So a big, a big pizza ring 
that was just the crust, literally no pizza in the middle. And you, there was a deal too. You had to spend, you know, according to amount, what was it? From now, from now until January 7th, the first 50 customers to spend $10, $10 on carryout contactless curbside can receive a golden halo of brown crust baked with cheese stuffing. No pizza, just the crust. Jim, what about, I don't know if this one caught you, but what do you think about this, man? I, I think interesting promotion. I think it just caught at like such a poor time for them with the shortage of everything and just kind of seemed very wasteful. And so I, again, I'm sure his promotion was months in the making. I think just a little yeah. unlucky. Let's say I try it. The, the stuffed crust, I'm sure it's absolutely delicious, but I, I think th this one caught heat just, uh, just kind of out of luck. I think I, I do. I, I do remember the discourse. Certainly. I thought it was kind of a cool idea. Like, I definitely would. I would have tried it. I was. I remember. I was like, "Hey, how how can I try this?" And like, I just didn't yeah. have one around me at the time. And I was like, "I'll, I'll give it a whirl." You know, uh, it sounded mm -hmm. interesting. I, I would. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like I said, but though with a, it's it, just an interesting design with no pizza, but takes up that whole box for that thing. You know, it's just like whole oh, box. Man. It just so that time that was tough. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen, I think that kind of wraps up our articles. Let's talk for a minute, man, just because we're approaching the holidays and we, we yeah. think about pizza. I, lo I love to hear about pizza, like people incorporating pizza into any of their traditions coming up as we approach all the holidays. So, Jim, tell me, man, any, any pizza-specific holidays for you, whether that's Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's Day, anything of the I mean, sort, where are you having pizza? I mean, you, you know there is. So, you know, my, my wife's family always did pizza on Christmas Eve. You know, obviously, I'm a big pizza guy. So, we're having ever and over pizza party Christmas Eve. Going to make a mess of Sicilians, um, get, them, get them part baked, get them rocked out. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's that been a Christmas Eve tradition for, gosh, coming on a decade now. Um, and it's just, it's so wonderful, something that's kind of easy to make, low pressure. Um, and it's just fun. It's a fun thing. You know her family's background, certainly my background. Uh, looking, looking forward to being able to uh, crank out that many pizzas at once. It's been a long time since I've uh, I've been able to make that volume of pizza. So this is this is like a, a par bake though, then for you, right? Par bake mm -hmm. all these guys to to have them ready, and then we're going to be able to top with with people who are there and whatnot to kind of get into it. Absolutely. The, uh, as we talked, you know, the Sicilian recipe I, I wrote, this is kind of the advanced, yeah. uh, re but that's absolutely, you par bake everything just like a lot of the, re the restaurants do. And then, you know, everyone comes yep. over. All right. Well, you want your, you know, I've got, you know, quarter sheet trays, you know, everyone make their own, throw them in, throw them out eight minutes, kind of people can come and go. There's not one big sit down. It's very casual, right? Which uh, again is kind of the perfect for the, uh, for the vibe for hosting for this many people. No, oh, that's awesome, man. I, I, I love that. And I, I know it's a shocker, right? But I don't have this beautiful Italian lineage uh, or heritage going back. I'm, I'm Italian by asso by association only through my wife, which is great. And so we, I love her tradition. So we try to do the whole seven fishes thing. It was a little bit tougher, I think, a lot of times to incorporate pizza. So I'll, I'll probably try to do some actual pizzas on, on Christmas per se. Perfect. I think I'd, like it's a fun thing to kind of bump out. But I'm definitely we definitely do the seven fishes and kind of, you know, trying to incorporate others in that, which are, which is awesome. I'm absolutely going to be trying these like pizza sandwiches that are just popular everywhere. They're seeing. You literally can't scroll Instagram for more than like a minute without like seeing one of these. And like the ones I'm describing, right. Are like, you know, kind of putting in an untopped Neapolitan um, for the most part, right. Oiling it a bit, letting it cook, folding it over, flopping it. And you're getting this kind of 
focaccia bread-ish looking yeah. sandwich and people are cooking them and then stuffing them afterwards. I think it's going to be a cool appetizer to be able to kind of do, you know, make a bunch of them, get them hot, pull them, and then start filling them. And I'll do some kind of some kind of filling to them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking about like a kind of like a crab louis as like a as like a mm. like a salad stuffing to them, some kind of anchovy drizzled to the top of them, like dressing. I think it's gonna gonna go good. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Somewhere somewhere in that realm, what's popping up for me? I'll have to. I'll I'll, I'll send you whatever I make. But that's what's yeah. coming up to me. In my I, I hope you do. <laughs> You're gonna do those on Christmas. That's gonna be your Christmas pizza. Adventure. I might do them for Christmas Eve. I might do the pizza okay. sandwiches for Christmas Eve, and then and then Christmas maybe I'll just do a couple pies in, in general. Uh, people just saying, people the, over. the par bake of the Sicilian is is the move. I'm going to be trying. So this, all, I'm going to be trying your time. pizza this week, man. So oh, I'm going to see. Maybe no maybe it'll make the cut. Maybe it'll make the cut. <laughs> maybe it'll make a cut, or maybe I won't be invited back to the show again, <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> oh, dude. All right, man. Listen, awesome. Well, listen, I, I really enjoy chatting today. A lot of good articles. I'm always happy to hear about some some pizza traditions um, as well. So on that note, Jim, listen, where can everyone find you across social media, buddy? Yeah, you type Jim Cook's Food Good wherever you get your social media or web browser, and you're going you're gonna to find me Instagram, Twitter, website, Inside Hook. I'm in all of them. Awesome. All right, Jim. Well, thanks very much, everyone else, guys. Please like and follow us on the club here on YouTube, I Need Pizza Club. Check out all of our podcasts here, video podcasts as well for myself, as well as some of the other team members, as well as a bunch of content out on the page. So please like, subscribe, save it, check us out, comment. We're always interested in, in hearing your thoughts. On that note, Jim, listen, have a great end of 2023, man. And we'll talk to you in the new year, buddy. Yeah, happy holidays. Talk soon, bud. Thanks, man. See ya. <laughs>